Father God, uh, how wonderful it is to know you. Thank you that you have revealed yourself uh, through your word, through your prophets and apostles and, uh, and the words that they have recorded for us uh, in the Bible. Uh, we thank you that you speak to us today through, uh, through your word and we pray that you will, um, not just to our, our ears and our brains, um, but to our hearts. We pray that um, the truths we hear today would, uh, would sink deep into our, our being uh, that you would transform us for your glory. Um, we pray that you will accomplish all that you intend through your word today by your spirit. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. This morning I'm reading from Hebrews chapter 1, verses 1 to 4. In the past, God spoke to our ancestors through the prophets at many times and in various ways. But in these last days, he has spoken to us by his Son whom he appointed heir of all things, and through whom also he made the universe. The sun is the radiance of God's glory and the exact representation of his being, sustaining all things by his powerful word. After he had provided purification for sins, he sat down at the right hand of the majesty of heaven. So he became as much superior to the angels as the name he has inherited is superior to theirs. Well, uh, one of the things that many of us enjoy, if possible, at Christmas time is getting together with family and friends. We had a, a bigger family get together ourselves yesterday than we have had for a number of years. It was great to have our son from Brisbane and the two grandchildren, five and seven, and uh, we're really enjoying having them for about a month. Well, at the first Christmas when Jesus was born, God got in touch with us and came to dwell among us. In the letter to the Hebrews reading for today, it's put like this. In many and various ways, God spoke of old to our fathers by the prophets. But in these last days, he has spoken to us by a son. And when Joseph was told by an angel that Mary would conceive by the Holy Spirit and bear a son. Um, Matthew adds this, all this took place to fulfill what the Lord had spoken by the prophet. Behold, a virgin shall conceive and bear a son and his name shall be called Emmanuel, which means God with us. Now just notice those words, God with us. But why was Jesus born? In short, to bring God to us and us to God. Because God being love wants an everlasting loving relationship with us. Now when we think about it, there are two big uh, obstacles to our having a relationship with God and he with us. And the two obstacles are one, God's greatness and our smallness. And two, God's goodness and our sinfulness. And both obstacles need to be overcome if we are to have this everlasting loving relationship with God and he with us. Let's take the first obstacle, God's greatness and our smallness. Well, there's no doubt God is great. He has to be to have brought this universe, planet Earth and humankind into being. In comparison, 
there's no doubt we are small. Between the infinite God and finite creatures, there's a very big gap. How can that be crossed? Well, of course, you and I can't cross it, but God can and he has. If an adult wants to relate to a very small child, he or she needs to come down in some ways to that child's level. And uh, I'm learning that again with our five-year-old. She loves snakes and ladders again and again and again. And that's what God did when Jesus was born. Long before Jesus was born, God foretold his coming through a prophet, Isaiah, and said, For to us a child is born, and his name shall be called Mighty God. Now, for every other job, God sent a human, but in order to save us, God himself became a human. In short, without ceasing to be God, God also became one of us in the person of his son. And the letter to the Hebrews reading for today describes something of the greatness of his son. Let's think about the greatness of the son, both in his relation to the universe and in his relation to God himself. In relation to the universe, the son is described in this way. In these last days, God has spoken to us by a son, whom he appointed the heir of all things, through whom also he created the world. What's that saying? Well, firstly, it's saying that Jesus is going to get it all, that he is the heir of all things. And who gets what is an important issue to people, isn't it? Whether it concerns land rights, mineral wealth, or a person's last will and testament. Now, God has made a will, and he has made his son the legatee of the entire universe. One day, the whole lot is going to be his. God appointed him the heir of all things. Secondly, what this is saying is that Jesus, the son of God, was the agent of all creation through whom God created the world. And so long before Jesus walked the earth, he'd hung it in space. As the carpenter, he had made tables and chairs out of wood, but as the sun, he'd made the trees. But there's even more that can be said about his relation to the universe. It says here that he upholds the universe by his word of power, even now, he's holding up the galaxies and the earth as it revolves. We come now to the greatness of the sun as seen in his relation to God. We read, he is the radiance of God's glory and the very stamp of his nature. Putting it simply, what sunshine is to the sun, Jesus is to God and what 
The sovereign's image on the coin is to the sovereign, Jesus is to God, only better. He is the radiance of God's glory. Think of sunlight streaming continuously down from the sun. The old creed of the Christian church, the Nicene Creed, says he is light from light. And so the Son of God is the radiance of God's glory. In other words, he shines God. He's God's sunbeam on earth. God shines in him. Next we read of the greatness of the Son in these words. He is the very stamp of God's nature. Now on a coin you have the stamp of the sovereign's image. But no human being can produce a perfect likeness on a coin. But God produced the very stamp of his being in the character of Jesus. The NIV translation says he is the exact representation of God's being. And so there's nothing that Jesus is in personality that God isn't, and nothing that God is that the Son isn't. He is the exact representation. So we don't need to be in any doubt as to what God is really like. He has disclosed, he's revealed his character for the whole world to see, and in effect he says in Jesus, look, this is what I'm like. Or as the Apostle John puts it in his Gospel, no one has ever seen God. The only Son who is in the bosom of the Father, he has made him known. And again, we know that the Son of God has come and has given us understanding to know him who is true. And so how great is this Son? He came to bring God to us, to show God to us. Because he became man, human, we can understand him. And because he is the radiance of God's glory and the very stamp of his nature, what we see within his humanity is no less, nothing less than God. And so Jesus could tell his disciple, Philip, he who has seen me has seen the Father. What about the second obstacle, the gulf? between God's goodness and man's sinfulness. How can absolute purity get together with badness and impurity? Well, again, we can't bridge the gulf, but God can and has. How? Again, through this Son, the Lord Jesus Christ. And going back to the letter to the Hebrews, we hear this. When he had made purification for sins, he sat down on the right hand of the majesty on high. What's this saying? Basically, it is saying Jesus is the saviour with a cross and the Lord with, with a crown. Now, many today are very concerned to take action, aren't they, to purify the world from pollution, carbon emissions, but who can purify us from our sins? Jesus can. Let's hear again the words. 
When he had made purification for sins, he sat down at the right hand of the majesty on high. I came across a little story from the life of Martin Luther, the reformer. It is said that the devil approached Luther one day with a long list of sins of which he was guilty. And when he had finished reading, Luther said to Satan, think a little harder. You must have forgotten some. This the devil did and added other sins to the list. At the conclusion of this exchange, Martin Luther simply said, that's fine. Now, right across that list in red ink, the blood of Jesus Christ, God's son, cleanses us from all sin. There was nothing the devil could say to that. Yes, Jesus the Son is the saviour with the cross. When he had made purification for sins, he sat down at the right hand of the majesty on high. The Old Testament priests stood because their work of offering sacrifices was never finished. But Jesus the Son sat down because his work on the cross was finished. At last he cried out, it is finished. Christ offered for all time a single sacrifice for sins and sat down at the right hand of the majesty on high. And so he is also the Lord with a crown in position of highest honour and authority. Now when Jesus was raised from the dead, when he came up from the dead, he didn't stop there. He later was taken up until his disciples couldn't see him anymore. Where is Jesus now? At the right hand of God the Father sharing the throne. And so Paul can teach. If you confess with your lips Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Well, coming back now to the beginning of our reading, let's hear it again. In many and various ways... God spoke of old to our fathers by the prophets, but in these last days he has spoken to us by a son. Have you ever bought a jigsaw puzzle? Our son bought one for his wife for this Christmas, a thousand pieces. Well, you open the box and there's lots of little pieces and each piece is part of a total picture. And in bits and pieces, God spoke of old to the Jewish people by the prophets. But at Christmas, he spoke to us by his son. And if you like, we now have the lid of the jigsaw puzzle box with the whole picture on it. God finally put the whole picture of himself together in one person, his son. Jesus liked the total picture on the lid of that jigsaw puzzle box. He doesn't need to be added to. What God said and did through the Son is perfect and complete. And so in Christ and in the biblical witness to Christ, God's revelation is complete. So we don't add any words of our own to this finished word. 
in Christ and in his atoning work on the cross, God's redemption is complete. So we don't add any works of our own to this finished work. Someone has said, at Christmas time when we receive presents we don't really need, God offers us a gift we cannot do without. And I hope we've seen just something of why we cannot do without this gift of the Son. It is through Jesus the Son that we can have an everlasting loving relationship with God. It is through the Son that the two obstacles to our having this relationship have been overcome. God's greatness, our smallness, God's goodness and our sinfulness. So now every day through the Son, Jesus Christ, we can enjoy this relationship with God as his dear children, as we trust in Jesus. And all this is because of the love, grace and mercy of God the Father. And now to close. Through the Son, Jesus Christ, God has both come to us and acted to bring us to himself. Jesus both reveals God to us and redeems us for God. And what God said and did through the Son, Jesus Christ, he did once and for all. As we go on in our Christian faith, we can grow in our Christian understanding as the Holy Spirit enlightens our minds to perceive more of the glory which God has once and for all revealed in the Son, Jesus Christ. And we can grow in our Christian character as the Holy Spirit enables us to claim more of the spiritual inheritance which God has once for all given us in Jesus Christ. May the new year be a year of such growth in our Christian understanding and in our Christian character. So let's pray. Almighty God, who gave your only begotten Son to take our nature upon him and as at this time to be born of the Virgin Mary, grant that we, being born again and made your children by adoption and grace, may daily be renewed by your Holy Spirit through the same our Lord Jesus Christ, who lives and reigns with you and the same Spirit, ever one God, now and forever. Amen.